I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 626, The Little Things. This one has a the, right? I don't think so. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here come the reviews. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah, here come the reviews. <laughs> they bought, what are we? Ten, they can't even get the title right. We're seconds into the podcast, <laughs> and we're literally arguing or debating what the title of the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all those thes. It's, you can't keep straight if a movie's got it. We should change the name of the show to The Real Spoilers. Or maybe we have, <laughs> and I just get it wrong every We didn't week. tell you. Well, we did tell you, but that was six years ago. <laughs> note note to editor. Don't edit this out. <laughs> yeah, leave it all in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, I guess let's go around the uh, virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, quick shameless plugs before we dig into the movie. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, uh, leave us a review if you'd be so kind. And that way people come along after you know that uh, maybe they want to check it out, too. And you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. So titled because uh, we encourage people to share an episode so their like-minded friends or family uh, can discover us as well. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week, Richard Lawson, Brent Smith, Pat Andy, Librarian Cynthia, Chris Williams, Chris Valls, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Tribble, Chris Sanders, Lane Levanway, Aaron Marlowe, Travis Tewitt, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, and then moving over to Twitter, Invasion of the Remake, The Cinema Guys, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Nerd Revert, The Movie Journey podcast, Mike Mike and Oscar, In Session Film, Ronnie Castle, Cinema Recall, the It's a Fandom Thing podcast, Chris Wilson, Matt Neglia, Geek to Me Radio, Feel and Film, Colby Mack, Mohammed Shama, which that's a fun name to say. <laughs> Minorities <laughs> Report podcast and the Binge Movies podcast. So thank you very much to everyone for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out. And that is greatly appreciated. So and the comics are in the mail and the comics are in the mail. They so, are in the mail. Now, uh, hopefully you mailed them Kevin Hart because the shipping would be a lot less on him. I got to tell you, I got one guy <laughs> from the UK. Didn't expect that. Oh, that's <laughs> so sneaky, that was fun. That sneaky bloke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that cheeky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I wanted to uh, give a shout out and a special thanks to The Vern from Cinema Recall because he is now editing these podcast episodes. Oh, great. Please edit all that out. 
No. <laughs> is there like a Brad Hyen rule? Because he shared the episode and he's editing the episode, but we gave him a shout out. No, it's so fine. He's not on work? the episode. Mm. I'll have to. You know, I'm gonna have I know, to, but I'm gonna have to ruminate on whether or not he still does gets a gets, a, gets a mention. That's... He's gonna edit himself into the podcast. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if he controls all editing, can shape the like that's every eight pretty big... minutes, he will hear his own name. <laughs> yeah, we're just like da 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 the burn, yeah, the burn. Uh, wait, so, you know, anyway, but, before uh, we leave shameless plugs and dig into the movie itself, we should probably also acknowledge uh, our own Kevin Brackett. Who is that's now true? Rotten Tomatoes oh. certified, so he gets yeah. his whole picture on there. He's not just a guy who logged in and created an account. He's an actual, <laughs> actually been approved and authorized, or whatever they called it. Look uh, at you! There. So, well, thank you. You, you, I can, you can buy yeah. movies now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's one of those things that it's it's tough. It really is tough. Like I've been applying to be on Rotten Tomatoes since shortly after I started reviewing movies, which was back in two thousand eight. I mean, it's been so, so long. It was Rotten Cherry Tomatoes, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so it was just and, uh, tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were they were not even <laughs> ripe <laughs> yet. Yeah. It, it's it's tough, and and I get it. Like they obviously there's a there's an application process, and they're really strict about the people they let in, and so. You know, I kept getting those denial letters, and you know, it was a long time, and I have like I kind of stopped applying all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the letters you would get. Yeah. Let me open this up. That's it's how like it worked when I was re- going to prom. There's... Yeah, college I, rejection. I think, college the, rejection I think you prom. just meant the denial part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know, and so I kind of stopped applying for a while, but obviously continued to write reviews and do the podcast and everything. And so I applied again last year, and it took almost a year to get the approval. I had kind of forgotten about it, and then one day got that approval email and so that's fun uh you know it's a huge honor it, it's a you know it's a it's hard to get into and you know it's kind of neat to be able to throw my opinion on there and and have it actually affect the rotten fresh percentage which the pass fail thing we've talked about before it's it's you know it's not like it's not a perfect system by any means but it is a kind of a general guide that people use and obviously it's become quite quite a huge tool for people selecting movies and it's kind of neat that i can put that towards you know helping a score or or if i don't think it deserves it knocking it down a you know quarter of a percent or whatever it is and it's it's just kind of a neat thing to be able to do so i'm excited it's an honor to be on there and yeah so congratulations that's awesome yeah absolutely. yeah thank you it's it's cool i appreciate it so i guess uh with all that aside let's uh let's dig into the movie so the little things keyword the um, <laughs> so i feel like if you saw seven and you were like i wish seven was less good and yeah. more boring. Yeah. And and uh with a really score and kind of went nowhere. That would be that would be fun. And and yeah. <laughs> this so okay, this is what you would this get is what because you would get. it is all of those things. The, I I I if this if we were Leanne and I well, actually I got Leanne to watch a movie last night which has never happened ever. Uh Oh, well great yeah. choice. Yeah, I know. I picked like, the wrong dang. one, man. So we watched. So we watched this, and we watched that Tom Hanks flick, uh, the News of the World. News of the World. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, he got it half yeah, right, right, but did she stay awake?" She through that did. Double well, it wasn't a double feature. We did one on Friday and then one last. Oh, night. okay. Because I was gonna say, like, I mean, that. I mean, I thought News of the World. News was of the really World was really good. And so News of the News of the World is here. We go. Here's the math on News of the World. It's The Searchers plus Paper Moon. Yeah. Plus. Planes, trains, and automobiles only with no planes, trains, or automobiles. <laughs> that's true. Yes. That is fair. But that's a that's a slow bird yeah. movie. So I was thinking, God, if you did that one and this one back no, to back. No, we did not do them we did in back to back days, but that was it. Yeah. And it's just so if this we were talking about there was a run in like the mid to late nineties where you mm. were getting movies like this. Yeah. All the time. Right, like the the Morgan Freeman stuff and Ashley Judd. Yeah, it was like it was, 40% was... of them starred Ashley Judd, and the <laughs> yeah. other 40% of them starred Morgan Freeman, and the other 20% starred both. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> and, but those those were all better than this, though. They did it way better. Like this, like, detective so, story? Here's the problem, ultimately, with this movie. It thinks it's good. And yeah. so... Like the 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 reason those other movies are better is because they're not good. Right, and they know they're not good. They're just doubling down on. They're it. they're they're like pulpy. They're like David Patterson right. or whatever. They're, yeah, like they're pulpy. They're airport kinda... novel movies. Paint yeah. by the numbers. Yeah, yeah. And because he... yeah, this tried to be art house. Yeah, because here's hot take seven. It's not that good. Uh, so okay, 
so seven's not hang that on, good. Hear me out. It's not that good of a screenplay. So like I oh, rewatched God. it like six weeks ago, right? And it it is a great concept. It's a mediocre screenplay that's taken next level by the director and the performances. That's fair. That's fair. But like when but like the the, the story is is pretty much trashy. It's an it's novel. a nineties trash novel, right? Like it's the same right. story. And, and but here's the thing, like I think those are the movies the trashy airport novels can make for the best films because if you mm-hmm. take those trashy soap opera kind of things but then you dress them up with great performances and and great direction it can really elevate it right another another example another hot take trashy novel that was turned into maybe the best movie of all time the godfather right like that's interesting just, i don't think i that, ever hear somebody say and i'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong but I, yeah. I don't think I ever... You never hear about the novel. Right. And, and right? I've read yeah. the book. Tom said that a lot, though. The novel's not that great. The, the, the novel's fine, but it's... I mean, it's... But it's nothing... It, it, I mean, it's a great... It's a good story. And the movie is is uh, amazingly faithful. There's, like, one subplot that I can remember that gets cut from the film. But beyond that, it it it's... I mean, it's pretty, pretty faithful. But, like... The mo- the book and the book was a giant hit and it's a fun read but it's not high art but when you add all those other elements it became high art and I feel like Seven's the same way I but I but this is trying to do that but it it just and again I like and I even hesitate to say this is a bad movie it's this movie is just not near as good as it thinks it is correct well I don't I I mean. I don't get what what is the point of this movie? Like I have trouble understanding like all it seems like the what they had was they had they thought they had some clever gimmicky catch and they're like, "Well, we better write this really boring movie around it." Like I get what they're trying to say at the end, but all the other stuff to me just fell by the wayside. Like I don't understand what you're trying to This movie, if you if you take this movie and you turn it into an 8 episode TV series, You've got True Detective season four. Yeah, it felt like true. It, it felt did. like a True Detective. That's what you got. And I, I think... my wife said the same thing when we were watching. She's like, "What was that that detective show that was really good?" And then shit the bed. Well, one season <laughs> was really good. Oh yeah, okay. Then the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing, I just, I, I don't. To me, they, I felt like it all was written around and hinged on that ending, and but it's it's the ending of seven. It's the like the the plot of this movie is exactly seven. You've got the the white hotshot detective teamed with a grizzled African American veteran detective who ends up there. Like the, the end of this movie is exactly seven, and bad guy in seven was killing these people. We don't know they no, but he was killing those people. That's you're right. That's fair. You're that's fair. That's what I'm saying. This movie is borderline pointless because all that you do in the end all you do at the end and i don't even need an answer but my point is that it all comes down to this and then they're like oh well oh i've been living with this same thing now and i'm gonna help you not go through it it's like okay but what was all that other crap we just watched like it all just first off they hadn't been they hadn't been living with the same he killed somebody he killed an innocent person you know and and well right it on accident though yeah right right Right, so you're right. It isn't even the same thing, but I just mean like the but the guilt or whatever. But you're right. The examples don't even work together. Right? It's just it just all seems. But, so here, here I can't like I actually kind of liked the ending of the movie. That's the one thing I did kind of no, like. That that's the um, best part of the movie. But the whole movie is not good. And then it, to just to get you to that ending, it's like it seemed so pointless. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't set it. It it didn't set up. Its, no. Yeah. Well, this, this is this is the ending of seven that we didn't get. Right, like this is this is the next ten minutes of seven of Morgan Freeman trying Good. to say, right exactly trying to put things right for Brad Pitt. Good, I'm glad we didn't get it. Have you seen um, the FX show Teacher no. or or God forbid no. it could be called The Teacher? <laughs> I don't know. No, I haven't. Uh, oh, so uh, in, in so it's it's really good, but it's about uh, a teacher who surprisingly <laughs> who that's a that's a yeah, bold that's a that's a bold stance. 
But it's about a, a teacher who has sex with a student, a female teacher who's you know young and oh, is this the is this the Kate Morrow show? Is that who's on it? I think so. I think it's Kate Mara. Okay, yeah. And so she has sex with a student, and it kind of details their affair, and then kind of the ramifications and aftermath of said affair. Okay. Right? And somebody might want to fast forward a minute or two if they don't want to kind of spoil the show. It's not a huge spoiler, but like. The show does something really good where it sets up this affair and like I remember watching with my wife and I was like, this show doesn't really I don't understand what it's doing because it's like they they're kind of making you root for these two. And like that's icky. And and then and then in the in the last episode or two, it really kind of pulls the rug out from under you and makes you question yourself Ah. for ever having thought that. Right. And like. I feel like this movie kind of was trying to do that, but it didn't set up that ending properly. So um, because like I'm because I will say there are points watching this movie where I'm just like, am I supposed to be rooting for these cops? Like they're 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 breaking the law. They're violating people's rights. I'm like, these aren't the sorts of police we can root for anymore. I think that there is there are levels of being able to move forward with certain. Right. So when when we get into when Denzel breaks into Jared Leto's place and is looking for something, I think that's more forgivable than planting evidence. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between if you're trying to rattle him in a movie when you know like this guy is guilty but he's tricky but like we know it's him then you're like okay i can kind of forgive the guy for doing something sneaky because we know it's him and he's bad whatever right but like but But, when you're but okay but the problem with that though is you're operating like you're creating this like i know within this movie okay but the problem is when movies do that it sends this message of like cops in the real world are okay to sure because the cops the cops secretly know who the bad guys are, and and they don't. Right, right. right. And so, so like, and that, so I do kind of like that this movie ends on a note where like maybe Jared Leto was just weird, and that's not a crime, and like you don't you don't know, and I I like so I kind of like that aspect, but I feel like I feel like the movie should have worked more about like having these be these cops that aren't by the book. And and us rooting for him like, yeah, go get that bad guy. And then at the end go, ha suck it, movie goer. Not, they were wrong and you were rooting for bad cops the whole time. I wish it did thing, right? Like the, the entire thing was Zodiac, which again, we're talking about two David Fincher movies that this movie pretty much wants to be. Wants to be. Both of those movies, right? Like this is a lot of Zodiac and it also has a lot of uh, Seven. So that entire movie is based around the idea that Arthur Lee Allen is the Zodiac. Um, but they can never catch him. They, there's all there's all sorts of weird things that point to this guy, but legally there's nothing connecting to him. And it turns out that in real life, even the police department were like, it wasn't him. Like we don't think it was. There's enough evidence that puts us off of him. And Robert Graysmith doubled down on Arthur Lee Allen being Zodiac. And it turns out that like a reporter, I'm sorry, not even a reporter, a, a a newspaper cartoonist probably shouldn't be working on cases like this, right? Like you, you yeah. put a guy's name out there. You have a best, like an, a a book that sells sold so many copies that they made a massive, big budget movie, and you may have pointed the finger at the wrong guy. You know, um, yeah. yeah, and and so like I like I, I wish they would have doubled down on these guys being kind of rogue cops that you root for, especially because it's like you know. People love Denzel Washington. Yeah, they are right to. And so it would have been kind of fun to, to use his persona to rope you into one of these kind of old school like these cops don't follow the rules, but they get their guy and then be like, oh, man, I should have never been rooting for these guys. Right. Like because in the end, they are both to me like they're both the good guys of this movie, but yet they're covering up crimes and like i don't why are we trying to root for them or feel good for them or caring if they you know at the end of the day are okay or able to live their lives and i I would (laughs) say the i would say the filmmakers are saying well you're not supposed to but like i don't feel like it's like it it sticks the landing well enough for that to come across like i think that you know that the first two thirds of the movie needed to be a lot different because like going back to seven like there's a scene in that movie that I don't think has aged well at all where Brad Pitt's character basically bribes a crack at it yeah. to give him reasonable cause so he can go into this apartment and and you know watching that movie the first time in the 90s you know it's like 
Like, yeah, go get yeah, your do, job. Do your job. You know? Yeah, like, do we, it. We know that this guy's a D-bag. Let's go get him. And, like, now watching it, you know, and I don't know if it's because of society or because I'm, you know, 30 years older. Yes. But to answer but, your question, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just I'm watching that scene. I'm like, ooh, not good. Like, that's like, sorry, man. But, like, you still let's not the way you do it, that. But, like, because, sometimes I, I'm torn because... I, I totally agree with what you're saying as far as like the messes that you're sending and, and all that. But I also think that you have to sometimes separate the film, the movie aspect and the story aspect from real life. Like if a cop, if, if you're supposed to have this detective that knows that the, they're, this is the bad guy, but he can't go in or whatever. And you know, and he, and he doesn't necessarily play by the rules, but he is going to get the guy. Like to me, I'm that's not sending a message of, Oh, all cops know who the bad guy is. So they just blah, blah, blah like they're justified to me. That's just a movie thing. Like, I don't know. I can separate unless and until about 75% of movies do that. Right. Like that's the difference, right? But like, it, but then it's the become difference. a trope, though. You know, it's that's kind right. of a movie. It, yeah, trope it's a, and it's a it, it, right, but it's a but the it's average an outdated trope too, though. It, but the average person isn't watching movies with with maybe the same critical eye of they they just watch a movie and when they see it over and over and over and over again, it's mm. the same reason that like you know like it used to used to always see that like you know the the, the the black guy was the mugger, right? Right. And it's like, are there black guys who mug people? Absolutely. But when when ninety percent of movies have the black guy as the mugger, that's no longer about well, this individual movie made a made a story <laughs> yeah. choice about a black guy who happens to be a mugger. It's why are movies telling people black guys are muggers, right? Yeah. I think I think the smarter detective ones are when the detective in question lucks into something, right? Like if if the the, the bad guy makes a, a slip. And then the detective pounces on that that accident. Right. Like, that's a different story. But when, to your point, Tom, like when you are breaking the law to get your man, and that's this thing you see over and over and over again, that, yeah. does, especially in 2021, that becomes an issue. But, yeah, it, absolutely. but if you can give them, you know, like, they don't really make detective movies anymore where the detective is smart. Right. Like he he's he's working the case. And Sherlock is pretty pretty much the only example of a detective who is always outsmarting the criminal like detective stories. Now, it's basically like your point, like they have to break the law to catch the guy and then they cover that part up. And it's just like, well, all right, I guess like if that's if that's the only trope and the only way you can tell a story at this point. OK, but there has to be yeah. a different way to tell a detective story well let's jump into this story so that we can talk about these characters like i want to say personally like this movie lost me from the very beginning this opening scene irritated the hell out you of mean me mean the scene from zodiac this is i mean this, this there's a whole scene in, in zodiac that is exactly the car scene yes where zodiac pulls a woman over says that his her tire is loose he unscrewed like okay but they've already made a better absolutely movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, this this opening scene irritated the hell out of me. Okay, there's a car that's tailing you. There's a car that pulls up next to you. Okay, that's scary. That's creepy. Okay, and he's following me. I think I'm away. The car catches up. Fine. Let me get out of my vehicle and run. We now have a we we now have a murderer that's walking around. That if you were in your vehicle, you could run him over. But you got out of the vehicle to now just be out in the open. I'm like, that is the stupidest move I've ever and then seen. You, and, and then you drop to your knees in front of a semi truck. But that's just so stupid. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, she did get saved, obviously, because like she was saved by the passerby truck. But my whole point is, you don't get out of your car if you okay. There's a scary guy in a car following you. Okay, drive to like where there's clearly populated, <laughs> not a business that's closed in the middle of nowhere. Well, I don't think she. I mean, it was a bar. Maybe she didn't realize that it was closed. Okay, don't get out in a creepy. I thought it was a gas station. It was just a, a rural gas station. She's on like. I think she was on like that one of those highways that connects like L.A. and Las Vegas where it just goes on forever and there's nothing. Okay, so then you need to have her car run out of gas. I'm just saying you had this movie that one thing if her car ran out of gas right there I would have given it more credit but it's just so stupid it's so poorly written to where she's just like oh I'm scared I'm in my vehicle but let me just get out <laughs> and run I, away. I just, it was run just away from my moving from vehicle. I'm like. Yeah, what are we doing? Because he gets out of his car and stuff. I'm like, wow. Well, if he did that, you surely could have just ran him <laughs> over. <laughs> if you're, you know, so I don't know. I hated that. From the I didn't, beginning. you know, I didn't mind it. It's it's setting whatever tone they want to. But man, the score of this movie is terrible. 
Like it, it's this sleepy little piano number that it just, I don't know. Because it thinks that it, because this movie thinks it's more. Yeah, artistic I guess that's true. It is. Uh, but I don't know. But to me, that was bad. I, I, from, I, cause I'm like, this is what we're doing. Like you're, they were basically again, trying to, they're manufacturing moments and they're like, we need to have creepy moments. We need to have intense, whatever moments. And so they wrote, the story around these moments and they're like, this is going to be our big, kind of like what we talk about with action movies, right? Where they film, they, they have these action movies and they want to get these beats and they write a movie around that. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that's the best opening you could have written. Like I'm supposed to be like, Oh, that was so scary for that person. I'm like, yeah, that can be creepy getting tailed, but you handled it in the worst way possible. And I'm like, sorry, that's not go watch that scene in Zodiac. Cause it's like, she's in the car with her baby with this person who you think mm-hmm. is Zodiac. And the guy's like, you know, drives past a gas station and she's sitting there in the car and the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to throw your baby out the window and then I'm going to murder you. And she's like, I got to go and like jumps, like leaves the car, like just kind of like a, like a tuck and roll out of the car. Uh, so then we're introduced mm-hmm. to Denzel Washington's character, Joe Deacon, uh, who is definitely a seasoned police officer, but doesn't really have he's the entire time he's doing these weird things where like he's smiling oddly like in these very awkward situations there's just something off about joe and it could be which not me but the character no well, i mean which is fair no you guys are entitled time. to that <laughs> I, I can respect that yeah I, uh, <laughs> so he is he has to there's a case in his county that um the dna evidence was sent to la is that where they're going is that where they end up yes. okay. i believe so yeah um it is L.A. because they referenced the Night Stalker, which was kind of happening at that time in 1990. So he has to go to L.A. Yeah, do we mention this movie set in the, in 1990? And I thought we were going to get a time jump, but we don't. So <laughs> um, was there right. an on-screen graphic that said that that I totally missed? It was in the very beginning. Yes, it no. was. It was in the very yeah. It's, there is. It's there in is? the very beginning oh, okay. when we see the the blonde girl in the car. It says mm-hmm. whatever county they're in, 1990. Um, I totally okay. missed that because I spent the first ten minutes trying to figure out when the movie was taking place. Yes, it is. It's it's and, very and, fast because I was like, I think, yeah, and and I and because I'm a nerd, she's singing to to Rome by the B fifty two, and I was like, well, that came out in eighty nine. <laughs> so and this a, a girl this <laughs> yeah. age would not be listening to that in twenty twenty one probably right. And all the car, like I'm like it's and on the in that opening scene, like both cars are old, right? And so right. I'm like, well, I and dirty, think both cars would be old, yeah. To, you know, that's one of your pet peeves is you get those. Yeah. It is. I will give them credit for that. Like the cars that you saw in this movie did not look, they didn't look like they went to the local like car club and had brand new mm-hmm. shiny 1990 model right. cars. Like it was, yeah. like, I, I will, I, I have to <laughs> tip my hat to the person in charge of automobile acquisitions. Acquisitions. Yeah, in this uh, yeah. So he has to go back to LA to go to this crime lab and get the evidence that they need for this case. And so I will mention the whole movie hinges on and the whole time you don't know why Denzel is a sheriff in this little town and why he left well, the he's big not a sheriff. city. He's a detective, which is he's not even oh, a sheriff. Yeah. Sorry. I meant he works for the sheriff's yeah. office. He's a deputy. Okay. But the, the, the whole movie hinges on this. That's the big reveal. You don't know why Joe is the way he is. We clearly we know something him happened. But yeah, Deke. We'll call him yeah, okay. Deke because that's what they call him. This movie well, sucks. The whole movie they call him Deke. I don't know. I don't know why he is the way he is, but he is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no, that's pretty fair. standard Again, conversation. Totally here, legit. Like I said, so <laughs> uh, right. We don't know what's wrong with him. Um, so he goes to L.A. He he goes in the office, and people are kind of responding to him. We see he's visiting his old workplace. Yes. So some people are happy to see him. Some people are like. Eh. Uh, this is where we're introduced to Rami Malek's character, who his name is Jimmy, um, and he's kind of the hotshot detective. He's working these. He's so boring he's, in this. Man, role. he is sleepwalking. Rami, he is like okay. He's basically in this movie. I feel like he's playing Elliot from Mr. Robot, and that character. When you're like a you know a anti-social hacker whatever guy okay you can sleep like you can he plays that character perfectly in that show but when you're supposed to be a hot shot educated you know press conference detective you can't just be like hey so i'm going to talk to you about the case now and i then, thought I mean, it sounded uh, his cadence i thought he sounded yeah. like john malkovich i could see that but rami malik has a it, like that's his way of talking is like he has kind of a weird 
way of delivering lines in general. Like, I don't think he was necessarily putting on any kind of like a, yeah. like, I'm going to do my grizzled detective <laughs> now or anything like that. Like, I think he just talked like Rami Malek. Is yeah, I've never seen the robot show. So, like, I, okay. I, I don't know what his performance is. So, honestly, the only thing I ever remember him from is the, is the Queen movie. So like oh, I don't, oh which obviously you didn't get a very good you know right, he's doing it totally yeah yeah you never which saw she was great twelve no with Brie Larson that was like one of the first things she did that kind of put it on her on the map no short I just it's her like it's uh, girlfriend <laughs> uh, the uh, if you haven't seen short term twelve it is excellent it's got a great cast but it's like these counselors work with like troubled kids and they the Rami Malek's the new guy and so the people that work there are showing him the ropes and that was the first time I saw Brie Larson or Rami Malek and it is an excellent movie so, so go check that out but anyway I he's wrong for this role and it's, it's tough because I mean not it's not tough it sh- an actor should be able to do this but in the it when you have 1997 Brad Pitt doing the same character there's a reason that works right because he's got the cockiness he's got the swag he's very smart and he's charismatic where you believe the confidence and the charisma. Yeah. Yes. But also counter argument, Brad Pitt is a pimp. Oh, totally. <laughs> like like yes. Rami Malek, I don't I mean, I don't feel like he is. And so like I I buy Brad Pitt swagger absolutely well earned on and off the screen, but I don't feel I don't and also like this movie never showed He doesn't do anything him doing anything hot shot. It was just everybody saying he was a hot shot. He's like he's the new guy. He he's you 10 20 years ago. I am like when he's when he's trying to commit like boss around his underlings. Like when he's like, you know, shows up to a crime scene, oh, you never exit and enter, you know, tell whatever, you know, like the, yeah. you know, make sure you like I'm like I'm not buying any of this stuff he's saying. I don't feel like he's Okay, commanding. so I I, I buy it like... in the fact that he believes his own hype, right? Like I've yeah. worked with guys like that. Who think but that I they? Think, God, I think you're giving yourself too much credit. If this movie was trying to say that this guy is a hot shot on paper, but he's even I que- guess that's but fair. if he's even but he's questioning his own hot shotness and he's an imposter, like imposter syndrome and all that. Okay, now you've got an interesting movie. No, this is just miscasting. That's all it is. This should be a different actor. Rami Malek is good of an actor. Is I don't know Zac Efron. Sure, is as good of an actor as this guy is in different stuff that's you know right for him he is not right for this role and he just can't sell it no it did not work so he he's trying to work this key they've got like four or five unsolved murders and i do like the the line where the the cap so, so either way the uh well, deke is deke, starting to deke shows up and this is familiar so deke obviously we're to infer that deke uh worked a case like this back in la there's right. a serial killer on the loose and what is happening is matching the description of what a case that he worked so it's triggering something in his mind and that's why he's interested in kind of sticking around this town when all he was doing was going to pick up this evidence but now he's like well wait a minute well he sees his old buddy who was in the press he sees like an old cop buddy who i gotta tell you i love that actor because he all he never plays the cop he plays like the third or fourth cop who is like working the case right oh, like right. he's he's never the guy with the mustache Yes. Like, yeah, he's a total just like guy on the force. He just always random. plays yeah. a cop, but not the <laughs> right. one that you're rooting right. for. Yeah. He's like, hey, Jimmy, there's a guy on the phone for you. It's that right. It's he's that not guy. he's not the partner. He's just like the <laughs> yeah. other guy in the office. Yeah. He's the he's the guy on Law and Order. That, he's not the guy, but the guy that gets you to the guy. <laughs> like he's that he's that kind of actor. Yeah. Um, so he runs into him, but we get this moment with the captain where Denzel trying to be cordial but the captain is having none of it and there's definitely some tension between the two well and there's this Um, weird subplot that's like hinted at and then never fleshed out about like that this guy is religious and and if you go to his church you 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 move up the ranks faster like i like i I just thought that oh because he does say that doesn't he? they reference it a couple times they do and and even uh even Rami Malek's character references it and and uh and so I thought it was going to be there was something going on in this in this f- police force with this guy and 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 his religiosity or something and it, like never... he does say he's like I guess I went to the wrong church yeah and it yeah. And, and it comes up multiple times and and it huh. never pays off right 
Oh um, yeah, I I totally just glazed over that part. I well, guess because yeah, it never came over. It's yeah, uh, yeah. they had a promotion <laughs> with Krispy Kreme. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, I did I did like the at least they try to like give you some sort of time frame because the the detective's like we haven't had it you know we haven't had a case like this since the Night Stalker I haven't gotten this much pressure since the Night Stalker which I was like the timing of that is very interesting considering the Netflix documentary just came out yeah uh, like a week ago. Uh, which you have, if you haven't seen, do that. It's fantastic. Um, okay, so good job. They let us know what year it is. Right, okay. right, Please right. find something else positive. Are we dealing with it. the Night Stalker? Is this the Night Stalker <laughs> movie and I didn't know it? Um, no. no, it's not. So Rami Malek, being the outstanding detective that he is, can't crack this case. So he enlists the help of a disgraced former yeah. homicide detective to help him crack his along case. to all these crime scenes. I'm just like, well, none of this evidence will ever be allowed to be used in court. That, that's what I was going to say it. from the That's what I was going to say from the beginning. They're letting the sheriff's deputy go on all these crime scenes and work uh, uh, all these cases. Oh wait, cases. the best part? He's on vacation. Yeah. Well, he took vacation course. days to do yeah. this. Well, that and that's easy after, easy I mean. John McClane. Yeah. But I'm like, why are they allowing this guy to walk all over these? Like, ah, it was so irritating. It made no sense to me that they're just like, yeah, this guy's just showing up to all these crime scenes, just hanging out, interrogating witnesses. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. And I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I like, I'm okay with the idea of the character again, like in movie. Okay. I'm trying to boil this down to a more simplistic plot. Like some cop movies used to be more simple. This movie is trying to be smart and important and have a message and say something deeper than it really even does. But what I'm saying is if you've got a movie where you've got your good guy cops, maybe they they're grizzled, they have their issues. Maybe one's an alcoholic, whatever the case is like, and it's like, you know, they're going to get their guy at the end of the movie and you're rooting for them and you want them to catch the bad guy. And in the end, they catch the bad guy, happy ending, whatever, end of the day, fine. If they need to do a little things that aren't by the rules, if they need to, you know, this isn't my jurisdiction, but they're still working the case. If they're, you know, which they into a oddly place. follow in this movie. Where yeah, the guys right, like, they your do, jurisdiction's but, 20 blocks over right, there. Get over there. <laughs> yeah, so if they do things that aren't by the rules, but you know that they're the good guy, and you know that they're going to catch the bad guy, and it's just a movie. I'm not saying a film, a great you know, <laughs> commentary on humanity. It's just a movie, a cop movie. You know, a pulpy airport novel movie that you're there, just like some action movies. You know, they're not going to win Oscars. You're there to see them blow things up and punch people in the face. So if Love I'm watching monsters. a cop... Yeah, if I'm watching a cop <laughs> exactly. movie, it's just like, I want the cops to get the bad guys and they do in the end and i go that was a good time the cops got the bad guys fine they can break the rules and not play by the rules but this movie when you're trying to be so important and are you know artistic and have all these things that you're trying to say and then you do things that are completely unrealistic and not by the rules it makes the world fall apart Mm -hmm. and you you can't believe most you know you can't believe what's going on because you know, each step of the way, they're doing these things that shouldn't be happening or shouldn't work, and then it all unravels. Right. Right? right. Like, I don't... Here's the thing, yeah. is when you get spoilers for Seven, which is... I know we keep bringing it up, but this is very much wants to be that movie. Yeah. When the when the ending of Seven happens... The original, the original unboxing video. <laughs> <laughs> but when that happens... YouTube videos of unboxing things, yeah, right. mystery boxes that you're opening up. What's in up, the box? I mean, yeah. Um, when that happens, you're kind of, I mean, you're not kind of, you're on Brad Pitt's side. Yeah, of course. Right? Like, it makes sense. When this thing happens in this movie, you're just kind of like, what are you doing? Right. You snap. Especially when, you know, like, like, the guy didn't even say anything all that bad. Didn't say anything. He's just talking shit. He's just talking yeah, smack. Like, like, you're the hotshot detective. You've been a cop for however long. And you can't and take like, some... That's all it takes. That's all it takes to get you to turn on a suspect yeah like yeah, that guy it, should not be a cop if he can't take that i totally I mean, agree I've, I've seen i've seen more patient like beat cops in youtube videos <laughs> right you know what i mean like yeah. it's like there's like, no there's what, no what reason is, no it's it's stupid and that's yeah. why I get, like how are you supposed to root for these people and and you know and i get if you're i get if the filmmaker is trying to say this if you're not supposed to root for them, fine. If you're making that movie where you're and, not supposed to, but this movie sets it up like you are supposed to. So Right. And and that's where I say I think this movie was maybe trying to to pull the rug out from under you, but like it just it didn't do it. Never for a second when this movie ends do yeah. I go I'm supposed to hate Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. 
this movie tells me I'm supposed to love Denzel Washington. He did such a good thing. This guy can now continue his career and not live with the guilt that he's lived. Like, never did this movie make me feel like I was supposed to go, oh, man, the good guys really weren't the good guys. Now I'm supposed to rethink the whole, like, no, it didn't work like that. There's none of that. So... I mean, just to get through this. Yeah, so he, they're on the he, case. I mean, they, they yeah. work the case. They work the... He, he takes vacation... Den, uh, Deacon takes vacation time from his little podunk county to come work this big, massive case. I like that he goes to the thrift store and buys detective gets, suits. Like I did enjoy that, where he gets like... Because he's just walking around in his old beat uniform. Yeah, so he but can't he has be, to go get like yeah, a detective Yeah, clothes. and he looks... He's dressed just like a detective would dress like... I, I did like that part when he's walking out of St. Vincent de Paul and he's got the, yeah. like the too big of a suit on because, you know, it doesn't <laughs> fit him and it's great. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, the 90s, so I guess suits were bigger, but... To me, I took it as like, well, he got went to a thrift store. It was ill-fitting. <laughs> yeah. But he went to a, No, I took it the yeah, same way. It was an ill-fitting. It's funny because, yeah, he just picked up the suit he could find. And so he walks out of there and he's questioning people. Yeah, and he's, you know, and, and to his credit, like, he does have his sheriff's badge when he's questioning that lady. So, like, at first, right, I'm like, right, you know, right, usually right. in a movie, it'd be like some kind of fake cop badge. They would flash something real quick and put it down. But he's just showing his non-jurisdictional sheriff's star. Here, like, here's the thing is there are moments in this movie that are like this is the detective that i want right like so when um denzel goes and he goes back to this crime scene that he first goes to with rami malik he's looking throughout the apartment and he sees like the the refrigerator isn't working what was that back and forth joking with the landlord that was horrible whoever that <laughs> you see that's I, I i take that as a choice where he is super uncomfortable he being deacon is super uncomfortable in this little like getting back into this this game and he's just super awkward but either way he starts working the case and like if if you take rami malik out of this movie and you let denzel do what he was doing yes, because denzel at this point Washington he's not doing anything illegal. Work movie is what we came for this is the part of the movie <laughs> yeah. that we wanted so uh, yes where he's working the case right so the the refrigerator isn't working who did you hire mm-hmm. to look at the Let's refrigerator? track down appliance repair this person so, down the street so this terrible actor landlord lady says oh i a, a i think it was oh abc trip appliance ABC, so he goes to yeah right so he goes to abc appliance questions them nothing's out of the ordinary and as he walks out but then you see jared leto but then jared leto like no 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 no. then he walks out of abc and he sees like crossway oh there's a triple a appliance repair oh and that's then right you go that's into right this place which is obviously pretty shady and there's just crap everywhere <laughs> yeah. and you can tell that okay this is the place i'm supposed to be and he gets all their names and everything right. and then you do see jared leto leaning back in his chair or whatever in there yeah yes so they just the they start working this Denzel is working the case. He gives them he's like he's going to have two cars. He's got all of this information. He's profiling this guy. Turns out they zero in on Jared Leto. Shockingly enough that he's in this movie and he's the one they're going to look at. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Um yeah. which is why they didn't put Kevin Spacey <laughs> on the poster. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Right. Which uh, it really is very works well given how things turned out. Correct. Now that you can advertise for seven, what a he's thing, on the though. I mean, just talking about seven, the fact that you didn't bill an actor of his caliber and who ends up being the bad guy, like that's some amazing. Just that was at his request, wasn't it? I, I think Fincher did that, didn't he? I thought Spacey requested it that he was just like, well, if I'm on the poster, if you don't see me, know, yeah, I'm not in yeah, the movie clearly. for the first hour. They're going to be like, well, Kevin Spacey shows up. He's the yeah. guy. What a shame. Like, He's in such, whoops, I mean, no. Seven and The Usual Suspects with two kind of big. Oh, LA Confidential, well, true. which is one of my favorite. But I just mean like big reveals and the mystery kind of crime. Thing. You know what I mean? Like those two movies now. Yeah. He gets yeah. his in LA Confidential, yeah. though, so that's fine. So, yeah. So the, now they're starting to, to, to focus. They being Deacon and Jimmy are starting to focus on Jared Leto's character. Um, and he's got a bunch of weird stuff, right? Like he he looks weird. He walks with a limp. He's got long stringy hair. Uh, he's got a copy of Helter Skelter in his apartment, so you know he's <laughs> super weird. Uh, must be. Yeah. Oh no, I have a copy. Oh no, I also have a copy. <laughs> uh, so now it becomes like both. They get like a. Um, See, Denzel I, goes to the trash. The more I think about this, if this was just a means to an end, if See, on paper, a crime buff, a person that's weird and they're profiling the wrong guy, but then they realize that he's the wrong guy or something, and then it continues forward, and you actually get some kind of story out of it. Like, I like that on paper, but 
the fact that that's like the end of the movie and you never get any closure or you feel good about the characters or anything. That's the problem. You know, like I like this idea of them going, you know, barking up the wrong tree, going down the wrong path, whatever. But when it's like the climax of the movie to me, here's the thing is when the, when the, at the end of this movie, when this character is the, the Jared Leto character is off the board and the murders keep happening. Now you've got a problem. (laughs) Now, if you're Rami Malek and Denzel Washington, you've got a big problem. If the murders stop, Okay, then maybe that's you true. Don't you're have right because like but, fast forward to the next week, <laughs> and they're still happy. Right? If we're we'll, we'll say we're three months like, out, and we've how got good five is more he going to feel about what Bad. he did when they? Yeah, you're right. That doesn't even really give you the closure you're hoping for. But anyway, we can right. go back to that. But you're right. It's <laughs> yeah. So they start tailing uh, Jared Leto and um, <clears throat> following him around, but he's not. Jared Leto also isn't doing anything. He's going to the strip club. He's going to work. Like he's not doing anything shady at all, but he does yeah. kind of fit the profile that Denzel Washington lays out. He's got a car, like an older model car, lots of miles because he's driving around. Um, and that's kind of where this story stops. Is there's a long stretch in this movie where it's just them. Yeah, so much of this movie is focused on sitting outside of Jared Little's house and watching him go down those stairs and go back up the stairs. And there's the. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think that there's a there's a place for this when your two actors are talking and engaging with each other, when and the script is better. With a right, you're getting you're getting some information, but when you're just watching them drive, I will say I love the tracking shots in this movie when they're driving up and down the highways, and you've got like those big yeah, there was sw- really good. There was some good camera work in this movie. Yeah, and I I like the I like that uh, that that crane shot when they pull back and you see all the holes he's been digging. Like I thought that was, yes, that's a good, you know, that was good. There there was some good. Yeah. I thought that the, the, the soundtrack is stupid because every time you hear a a sappy love song, it's going with whatever they're doing in the movie, right? Like there's a whole scene where they're following Jared Leto on a bus and the song playing on the radios. I will follow him. Yeah. That happens every single time. Yeah. And especially every single plot device of this, uh, this uh khrt the love songs of the 50s and 60s and and it's i love the fact that at the end of the movie he hears it flip formats because as a radio as a former radio guy the whole time i was like that station can't be long for this world like that's (laughs) like you know i'm like 50s and love songs of the 50s and 60s i'm like one you've really narrowed your demo and then you've gone within a certain like genre within that demo like it's I'm like, right, right. This can't last long, and then to hear it flip no, format at all. To talk, I was like, so, so they <laughs> they find out more about him. We do find out that uh, this Sparma, the Jared Leto character, actually confessed to a murder that he didn't commit. So, like, we we know this guy's weird. He's he's following all this crime stuff. He confesses to a murder. Like, he's just he's an odd dude for sure. But something is off. Like, it's he's these things that they're seeing aren't lining up with him actually committing crimes, right? So what happens is is, is Denzel kind of says, you get him out of the apartment. I'll go in that apartment and take a look and see what we can find. So uh, Rami Malek's character kind of calls Jared Leto and says, hey, meet me at this bar by your house. I want to apologize for basically bringing you in without reason. Um, And Denzel putting hands on him, kind of, which he never does. Right. He gets very close into his face, but he never puts hands on him. Uh, so in that process, uh, Sparma leaves, uh, Deacon goes into the apartment, starts looking through, finds like a hole in the floor full of nothing incriminating, right? Weird, but incriminating where it's just news articles, news articles about the murders they're investigating. Yeah. Yes. Not physical evidence, but just something very odd. But the guy says he's a crime buff and it's like also like when, Correct. when people and also like are crime buffs that weird. Look at the, look at the, uh. The i the top of the iTunes. Well, chart. I was going to say the modern equivalent. This guy would be look at someone's podcast list, and they would have the same exact kind of incrim- incriminating evidence. Right. Totally. This is the modern. Yeah. Or he might be even host a podcast because he's that weird. But, but that's but this the modern equivalent of what you're seeing with this guy is a true a true detective crime story. You know, someone that will look at Netflix, look at iTunes, look at all this. So this guy's a weird dude, yeah. but. 
Yeah, there's a reason the Night Stalker was like their number one thing for so long. Yeah, I mean, Netflix actually changed their slogan to ne- from Netflix and chill to Netflix and kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trademark real spoilers. Yeah, the movie was about saying, hey, this dude's a little off, but he also didn't do anything wrong. And if, But like the movie is, still isn't focusing on that. That's not the crux of the story. Not at all. It's just like a, a something happening on the sidelines yeah. almost. And so, yeah. Yes, so we see Jared Leto at this bar. Obviously, Remy Malek's not coming. It was all a setup. Um, and then we this is this is kind of a genius. And why wouldn't he? Like, why wouldn't he just go? And you can keep him there longer. <laughs> and then I'm gonna leave. And then I'm gonna leave. And then I'm gonna stop watching. Like it's right. He could have he could have had him there. For if he could have just kept him wanted. there. Yeah, that's what. So yeah, I'm gonna stay out here and look out and right. honk if he's coming. Instead of and then he leaves just to be like I'm gonna go check on him <laughs> instead of just meeting him and distracting him at the right. bar. That's what I'm saying. Like this movie, it, it's so. That's what I mean. The writing. Yeah, my wife goes, he's terrible. I was yeah. like, yeah. So now he's not the lookout. Now he's not. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. This scene. See, this is just as stupid as the beginning of the movie where I'm saying like the writing in this movie is dumb. The thing that the makes, beginning of the movie, like I'll I'll even give him a pass on that because like. People panic, especially like this girl's young, and so like people panic and do dumb sure. things in situations like that. So like I like I'll I can even like turn a blind it, eye to but... that. But this scene is like the guy that you've been told is the just your wonderkind, right? He's the hot shot detective that can solve all the problems, and like <laughs> he does like. And it's not even like he used a false premise to get the guy at the bar. Hey, I'm the guy that's investigating you. Come down and have some chicken tenders. Okay. And then he does. So it's not even like I can't be seen with the guy. I can't interact. Go go hang out with the dude and keep him busy for 40 minutes while Denzel combs through the apartment. Like, the hell? So we see that yeah. Leto makes a phone call. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. But we don't. Right. So all of a sudden, all of these cops start showing up where De- Denzel has broken into this guy's house. So all these cops start showing up. Remy Malik is shows back up. Joe, can you can a private citizen just call in an officer down? I wouldn't mean, the, wouldn't the dispatcher be like, "Well, I don't have any officers having reported going to this area." Well, no, no, I I like this part because he's such a buff and he has a police scanner that's always on in his apartment. Like this, I believe he in, he impersonated an officer. Like to me. This shows that this guy is so such a crime buff that he has he knows all the things to say and do. Like I like that. I part. think so. What what could happen uh, is you could receive a phone call, right? Giving the details, right? So if you give if you say the right trigger words to a dispatcher, and then you give the address and you hang up. Yeah, they're not gonna technically right. in 1990. I don't know what the callback feature was, right? So like in yeah, 2021, a dispatcher can call yeah. you back immediately. Cell phone, landline doesn't matter. Uh, in 1990, but either way, if he calls with that info and hangs up, they're yeah, gonna. That's true, I guess. And I'm, I'm assuming that yeah, the, he knew what to say because he's. They're gonna go. There's, they're yeah, they're gonna dispatch it. They're gonna go. Yeah. Uh, but also Denzel and Denzel hears it over the radio. In the apartment, I was like, "Eh, you should probably get out." In of no there. world That's do bad. I believe Denzel is climbing over those roofs. Since I, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. No, he's not. He's not pulling a. He's not pulling a. Uh, what was the in the fir- the first season of True Detective? Like that massive tracking shot with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Um, so. Somehow they get back. They, they basically the, the, that's when Jared Leto go, says to Remy Malik's guy when he that's comes right. Back, that's he's right. Because like, he's watching Denzel crawl on the roof. He's like, "Come with me. Get in my car. I'll take you to where Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Ronda, Rath- Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he takes sure, him. Exactly. I mean, she's got the, the world's best athlete. She's got the- <laughs> Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and at this point, he just messes with him, and we find out that. The yeah. Jared Leto character is just yeah. full of crap, and he is able to, or he's not, and he's messing, and he knows that he can mess with Remy Malik. But no, right? But he could be the guy, but right. we don't he's know. Not. There's, we don't I know, know that. but he's he could not. be based on. Right. He's just a. He's, they inceptioned it. I don't know. Maybe the he's able to, you know, go. He tricks. He, Remy Malik is so deep I, I into think, this case that he is willing to take yeah. any chance. I, I, I think the Jared Leto character is not. A murderer. He's just a weirdo. But but I but I also think that at this point, as a police officer, you still can't rule it out. I like yes. Like we're we're making that assumption just based on movies and narratives. But if you're if you're the police officer, 
like I th- like I'd be like I'm ninety percent sure this guy's right. yanking my chain, but you can't. The, you can't rule. You haven't seen anything. This is kind of a thing in Zodiac either. where Dave Tochke, the uh, yeah, I gotcha. Um, <clears throat> they zero in on this one guy and they get tunnel vision. And I feel like that's where Rami Malik yeah, is at yeah. this point. He's so concerned with this one case that he zeroes in on this guy and just can't let it go. So they're Rami or no, Rami Malik. Rami Malik and Jared Leto are out in this desert uh, and Rami Malik is digging holes because Jared Leto's like, eh, I think I buried her right he's there. He's messing with him. And he digs he's a hole and he's like, oh, maybe it was over there. Right. And so now because Rami Malik has put his family, uh, put himself on TV, like Jared Leto being the crime buff that he is, knows what his wife looks like, knows what his uh, daughters look like. And he makes comments about his family. He's like, it's a shame that you can't protect them, blah, blah, blah. And out of nowhere, Rami Malik turns around and smashes Jared Leto in the face with a shovel. Dead. And kills him. Just- Dead, which I I don't think is possible. Oh, that's a pretty blunt. I Could, mean, that's a it. So it's a flat object against a against his. If forehead. you hit someone with a shovel that hard, I'm pretty sure that you can. I thought yeah. he hit him in the side of the head. I thought no, because he, he had like the, like, the Marv from Home Alone like mark on the front of his face. Like, I don't when Marv know. Gets but either either way, he hit him really hard with a huge shovel. So he's dead. Yeah. And now is has to sit there and you know and and Denzel's been driving around trying to find him. He sees there's right. a gate with a lock left ajar. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. But uh, Denzel shows up and is basically like. You know, we're going to take care of this. And so this is where we start to see all the flat. I mean, we had gotten a little flashback a little right. bit earlier. So we, to give the, the Denzel background is he's he's working a case that's very similar. They're working in the woods. Uh, he sees a shadow in the woods and he shoots and he hits this woman in the chest and kills her. And One of the victims who would have yeah. been a survivor and probably ended, you know, this whole thing. Um, we don't get a time frame as to when that happens, though. Yeah, it was five years ago. They said that that had happened five years ago when he left the force. Yeah, but either way, so yeah. the police, like the captain, who I guess was his partner, then. right? The now captain, but his partner at the time, and yeah. then the the D, the the medical examiner. The fr- yeah. yeah, yeah. They basically say you didn't shoot her. She died from multiple stab wounds. So we'll just add her to the list, mm-hmm. and that's that was the bone of contention between the now captain and Denzel from earlier in the movie. And that kind of broke broke Denzel to the point where he had a heart attack. He had got a divorce. He doesn't talk to his kids. He moved out of L.A. He's in this tiny little county. So this one act, which is fair, breaks this detective. Right. So he's been living with this guilt for five years now, and it's totally yes. upended his life. Destroyed his life. And now, as it should have. Yeah. And so now he hears about this case, and he's like, well, you know, I would at least like to make good on catching because this the, killer. Because the M.O. sounds exactly mm-hmm. the same as his case yeah so now Um, rami has made a mistake similar in quotes but i mean you know he's now done something that and denzel's like well i know what it's like to live with this and and ruin your whole life and career and everything so he's like basically like we're gonna take care of this and he says find a hole throw him in there and then bury the hole he goes to uh the apartment he cleans up all of jared leto's stuff you know makes it look like he left because he moves like that's the other thing is jared leto has moved before right where after the murders five years ago. Yeah. Well, the end of the movie, the end of the movie, the detective t- spells it out for you, Josie. We don't have to explain it. They, oh, that's they, true. They that's spell fair. it all out for you why <laughs> they think these things. So he rounds up all this stuff and then he shows back up. And meanwhile, and I like this part, We when the camera pans up and shows all the holes, Rami Malik is like in shock of what just happened. But like he's like, okay, now I have to prove he was the guy because otherwise, right. how am I going to live with this? So meanwhile, when Denzel said just bury Leto, he just, he's been b- just he digging holes, holes everywhere. You know, right. dozens of holes. And so Denzel finishes up. Uh, somehow he has no dirt on him. He's in clean clothes, but that's weird. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? That's, like, do you notice Denzel's clothes? He's like, <laughs> yes. like pat, pat, pat yeah. on the hole. And yeah, his clothes Rami Malik is covered in like yeah. dirt and sweat and Denzel, grossness. And Denzel's perf is immaculate. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not good filmmaking, but whatever. And so he's basically like, that's it. And then you see Denzel, you know, drive off and, uh, Rami, he, oh yeah, he tells him take some time off. Tell them that you just need some time, and that the Leto lead went nowhere. Let, or whatever. let the feds deal with because the feds are coming in. Yeah. The feds are coming in to deal with this because Rami Malek can't close the case. Says so just take some time, yeah. just like Kevin said, and uh, forget this ever happened. And, and then Denzel Rami- destroys all the stuff. We right. see him. Well, Rami Malek, I think, does say, "Did you find a barrette?" Like that was the. I guess when they were looking for this barrette, would be the the key to 
this one girl they couldn't find would link it would link Jared Leto to correct, the Ronda Rathbun um, disappearance. There were and so yeah, so you know, Rami Malek goes home. Um, cop number seven shows up with uh, the great one of the greatest cop mustaches of all time, of course, which yes. was fantastic. <laughs> and he's you know gives gives Joe Jimmy an envelope, and inside the envelope it says that you know there are no angels and a little red barrette slides yeah, out which of is a thing. callback to something from earlier whatever and sure and but now it's like he's trying to tell rami like be at peace now yeah. this, this barrette was in there you're good yeah like you did the right thing you yes. killed the right thing you killed One the of, murderer so that he could live his life unlike what deke has done the last five years correct but flashback to yeah burning all the stuff and we see this is the big like you know reveal is that denzel has a four pack of barrettes and the red ones missing so he went out and did this for him so that he could not go down live a normal life i will say the best part of the best representation of police work and detective work is the scene where they bring in the gal from the first movie to identify if they could identify him she's going to the bathroom she sees jared leto walk past her in cuffs and then they're showing the same yeah. girl mug shots, not pictures of people. She comes across Jared Leto. She's like, oh, I think if I could get a better look at this guy, I think this is him. And Rami Malek's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, he has, I just, he's here. I saw him like in yeah. the hallway and the look on his face. And as soon as she said, as soon as she saw him in handcuffs, I was like, nope, yeah. throw it out. It's all like, and I was like, and then yeah. when he doubles down, on that, I was like, all right, like, that's pretty good because yeah. that's exactly what would happen. You've totally tainted that identification. It doesn't work. So I was like, eh, at least I got something right. Uh, but so that's but it. Yeah. So what is, what is this movie trying to say at the end of the day? After we've been through this journey that feels like 20 hours long. What- <laughs> <laughs> the end did go, how long is this Yeah, movie? <laughs> it, it feels so long. And then at the end of the day, I'm just saying, what is this film trying to say? What did you guys take? <laughs> so I miss those garbage detective stories. I think those pulpy detective stories are some, you know, hour and a half movies are some of the very fun... Fun stuff to watch, It'd right? Be fun, yeah. Uh, and I, 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 part of me thinks it wants to be this movie that's a throwback to that, but then, uh, and then also kind of undermines it by saying, "Why were you rooting for these people?" But then it still ends on this note of like he does this act of kindness for this cop, and that, that, but their 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 kills weren't the same. Like, not saying that Denzel Washington's police officer shouldn't have, but it was a mistake. Consequences for what he did, but. It, but it was Rami an, murdered some and, and a, where yeah. Rami Malek's character he snapped. He just yeah. got mad and took a shovel to somebody's head. So why are we rooting for Rami? He's not. He's a right. Yeah. Those are those yes. are very very. You yeah. shouldn't be rooting. You can you can root for Denzel. I don't know because like, it's not you know he's trying to. It's a shame. There's a version of this movie that could have been yeah. great. Yes. Yeah. And I this was not it. Yeah, I'm just left at the end of the day where I watch the movie and it leaves you with that feeling of why? What did I just watch? What was the point of this movie? Which is sad because there are things in there that are interesting, but I don't feel Mm -hmm. like they were focused enough to tell the audience like what they were trying to say. It's all muddied by the things that we've talked about. And at the end of the day, it felt like kind of just a big waste of time. Yeah, it's it, 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 it is hard to make a top level detective story in 2021 i think the best representation of that is the girl with the dragon tattoo i mean i know it's fincher but that's probably the best detective story and he's not even really a detective done in the past 15 years and it's you know gone girl fincher i wouldn't even really call that a detective movie yeah because that's more like a crime story but but like yeah it's definitely a crime movie and it's great it's adjacent it's not but it's not like a it's not a whodunit procedural so you know well, it kind of. I guess it sort right. of is, yeah. but it is. It's a who didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> who didn't, right. it, yeah, who didn't yeah. do it. Anyway, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and don't forget, wherever you're getting your movies from, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode or podcast from. Not movies. From. Movie podcasts. You don't Sure, that too. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this one. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, it was Tracy's Head in the Box. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.